welcome to this week's episode of Your Turn to Choose. Hello everyone. My name's Gabriel and I'm sat opposite my wonderful co-host Sophie. That's me. Hello. Thanks for the intro. What is this show? What do we do on this show? It's Your Turn to Choose, the podcast where we take in turns to choose a movie. It can be anything we want. Then we have to watch it together and sit down and discuss it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're well into our flow now. We've done a few of these. And it's your turn to choose this week. <laughs> it is my turn to choose. And what have you chosen? I've chosen a great film, 500 Days of Summer. Not only a great film, but one of your favourite films of all time. Yeah, it, it used to be. I mean, we'll see if that's still the case, because I haven't watched it in a really long time. But back in the day... When I was maybe, how old was I been? 18, maybe? That kind of time. I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. You had a massive poster, if I recall I correctly. I did have a poster. It was very aesthetic in my uni room. Was it a big Zoe Deschanel or a big I think Joseph? I had both of them on it. I almost certainly have a picture on Facebook, so I'll dig that out while you're chattering about something else. <laughs> and when did this film come out? Oh, that's a great question. Let's have a look when it came out. Because 2009. It feels 2009. I thought it was a long time ago. Because it was kind of like the big break for Zoe Deschanel, right? Was it? I kind of feel like it was. I mean, she was in like Elf and things before and a few other fairly familiar films, but this was like her, one of her big first lead roles, I think. Yeah, I think this was like... Like, she was fab in Elf, but she wasn't the kind of star. Mm-hmm. Whereas she definitely is more so in this. But what about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Was he already a big star by that point? Not or was really. it a big thing for him too? Not that I know of. I think he was a child actor. Oh, bless. But this is, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of his big roles as an adult, right? Yeah. He was in one of the Batman films as well, wasn't he? I'm, I'm trying to remember what I've even seen him in. I've now, seen him in this. more stuff like Afterwards. Like, he was really big in Inception, I think. Yeah. But that's obviously after. Oh, my gosh, it's not much after, though. In my mind, those films are, like, way far apart, 500 Days of Summer and Inception. Mm. Isn't it weird? It is weird, and it's also weird, like... I remember this being quite a big film when it came out, but it only made $60 million. That's not a huge amount. I mean, I didn't see it in the cinema. Against a budget of $7.5 million. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like it's, as a fan of the film, I'm able to say this. It's a great film, but it's not one that you see a trailer and like, I have to see that in the cinema. Although I, th- I feel like it had quite a cool trailer because it's obviously quite a quirky film. Mm. It has some cool imaginative bits in it, which I think would look good on a trailer. Yeah. It got good reviews and became a sleeper hit. I found the tiniest bit of the, 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 the poster and you can see it's got both of them in. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Oh, iconic. Mm-hmm. But maybe before we talk too much about Zoe and Joseph and how quirky it is and what actually watch film, should I read a synopsis? Yes, please do. What if people don't know anything about it? They need to hear. Mm-hmm. Hear it here first. Exactly. Are you ready? Yeah. Tom revisits the approximate one year he shared with Summer, the girl he thought he could spend the rest of his life with. She, on the other hand, does not believe in relationships or boyfriends. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Recipe for disaster. Bad times. Spoiler much? <laughs> yeah. It can't be a spoiler if it's a synopsis. And I always say this, but my memory of this film at the time is of not liking Zoe Deschanel's character very much. I thought just thought she was really mean. And it kind of soured the film a little bit for me. Very first time I watched it. After that, I think I've watched it one more time since then. I softened a little bit towards her. Maybe it's just something about getting older. I was just about to say, maybe you've just matured. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's probably right. Like a nice cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like a nice cheese, indeed. <laughs> see what you think this time. Exactly. It'd be very interesting to see mm-hmm. how our perspectives have changed. If we still think it's really good or if it's a bit dated. Let's oh, find out. Oh, dated. I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> that was on the cards. Maybe it is. Yeah. It'll be its 20th anniversary in no time. Wow. Don't know. makes me feel old. Goodness me. Okay, well, I think we should go and watch it. I think we should. It's time. Mm-hmm. Let's put it on. All right. Please watch along if you'd like to. Let us know what you think about it at yourturntochoose at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back with full spoilers after this little break. See you then. See you then. We're back. We've watched 500 Days of Summer for what feels like the 500th time. Oh, come off it. What did you think about watching it for the first time in a few years? Yeah, quite a few years. I still like it. I still think it's a great film. I still really enjoyed it. Maybe, I don't know, I think I've probably grown up but I find it less emotional now. Do you remember crying at it back in the day? I definitely used to cry at it back in the day. There were a couple of scenes that would induce tears, but they didn't the other day. But like, I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Did you like it? Well, let's talk about that. Which which ones did induce tears? Um, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe this is like really personal. I don't want to talk about when I cry. You've got to open um, up. Yeah, yeah, fine. So there are two scenes that sometimes would get me upset. The scene with the expectations and reality. Mm. Because he's so hopeful. He's mm-hmm. so hopeful. And like, you realise that he's so foolish to have those expectations. Like, mm-hmm. it's so naive. But like, whether you like him or not, you are with him. And then it's so crushing and he's so crushed. And the music, because it's got, is it Regina Spector over that bit? Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's a lot. And then, I won't go into too much depth, but then the just, next one. Just talk about that scene quickly. No, it's so sad. Okay. Um, I, I remember him having a much worse time at that party than he actually does. I remember <laughs> feeling so sorry for him. It's like, oh, it's so awful. He's had a terrible time. And then you watch it and it's like, she's still there. She's just chatting to other people. She's yeah. not like actively ignoring him. No. She's just not giving him all her attention, which I think is fair enough, really. Yeah, I agree. There's a kind of pitiful bit, though, that like makes you cringe so much. Yeah, it does. And I mean, the 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 real kind of gut punch is the reveal that she's engaged. Yeah, that's the gut punch. But like yeah. you're saying about he didn't have that bad a time. There's mm. that one bit where he's talking to this girl that he doesn't know, talking about what he does. And like he's talking about making something per not or whatever. And this girl is just like not getting it. And he's being sarcastic and all of this. And like, it's just a really awkward conversation. They obviously don't vibe and he's not in the mood. But then like Summer is there like watching and is it, is it there where she's like, he could be a really good architect, you know? And she's mm. and she says it in such like a kind of like, it is pitiful. Like mm. she doesn't mean it to be patronising and it's not, she is supporting him. That is so sad because she just looks at him like, he could try, he's not. And he just looks like a little husk of himself. Mm. That bit is sad. And that's a minor bit. Like he obviously wasn't having a good point then. Mm. And then... It's very, the, yeah, it's, it's very the, pitying. It's just so um, awkward. Like, can you imagine being there while that conversation is happening? You're just like, oh, this is just going awfully. And she's yeah. just there looking like, oh, my God, tragic. It's just, like, tragic case. He's just not very good at manifesting his old Tom, does he? He needs to read a book about it and start <laughs> needs to manifest. manifesting his dream life. I mean, you're right, though. The, the big punch is when she's just there, like, 
looking at her pretty ring with a friend and he's just like, oh. Although we did both say, how did he not notice it? Yeah, very glittery, quite big. And he gave a little her a bit book. gaudy. Like yeah. her hands were there in his face looking at this book, unwrapping mm-hmm. a book. Like Yeah, he's seeing what he wants to see, isn't he? A big old sparkler like that. <laughs> he would have seen Right it. in your face. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what was the other scene then that you remember being quite a, a gut-wrenching I mean, one? This is just me. Other people might not think so. But the other one, I think, like, right at the end when he sat at the bench and she comes over and they just have this little moment. And I guess it is, like, closure and they talk about it. But it's just, like, he's still so hurt and she's, like, thoughtful and, like, understands now that, like, love does exist. And they have this little chat and then he's just like, I really hope you're happy. And she's like, I hope you are too. And you're like, there was something there. Mm. Just wasn't what he thought it was. And that I, that's sad. Like, it's lovely how they had their closure, but it is sad. I don't know. Mm. What do you think? It was sad, and especially as it was, we see them at the start of the film on that bench. We don't know the context. We think they might be together. We think they might be engaged. But then obviously it turns out at the end that it's a bit of a rug pull and they're not engaged. I've got the fact that it's going to make you even more sad. You can't even go and visit that bench anymore. You're joking. No, you used to be able to in LA. You definitely used to be able to. You There's can't a little plaque anymore. on it. You can't You're joking. No, apparently Why? not. Why? The council's closed it off or something, some rubbish. You can't even go to the hill anymore. That's I don't outrageous. Think. I know. For like all the fans of the film, like me, you make pilgrimage. Well, how, well how many, you know, how many hardcore 500 Days of Summer fans are there still around? Guys, rise up if, if you're listening to this. Me. Come on, my people. <laughs> yeah, we need to build a following. Oh, that's actually really sad. I mean, like they say in the film, it's not the most beautiful view, but like it's a moment, it's iconic. Mm-hmm. There's character progression for both of them, just not what you expect necessarily. Mm. And it's, it's an important scene because, you know, they need to have that closure. He's clearly not happy about where it went off and he she needs to kind of explain the whole situation which she doesn't really do that well no not really i mean she's just kind of like oh i just wanted to and it was the right person but we don't get a proper concrete explanation but like what kind of explanation are you expecting like i don't know like love kind of is just that thing like people say when you know you know like mm. You don't ever really hear people super explain how they knew the one was the one. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's a mental, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah, it's a summing up of things, pros and cons probably, and like weighing up what, how someone is and how you are together in your life. But like some of it is just like a feeling. Yeah, and I did feel more that way this time. I remember in the past just thinking, how how does it make sense that she wants to get married to someone else so soon? And, you know, why does she suddenly completely change her attitudes that she's been holding through the whole film and everything? But like you say, I think with the benefit of time, you just accept that that's what she wants and, you know, that's that's the character. I guess he he doesn't understand that, but he listens, he, he hears her out. I guess maybe part of him thinks that one day he will understand. In that moment, he doesn't. But she's told him, and they've had mm-hmm. that chat. I don't know. Like, it is crazy. It has happened really quick. But, like, that does happen to people. That's not... People do fall in love very quickly and have very happy rest of their lives with someone. Yeah. Just because they just know when they yeah. meet them. I'm not even saying love at first sight, but, like, they just know. And she just knew. She just knew. And she tried to describe that. But, like, there's only so much you can describe that in, like... Yeah. Hmm. Well, interestingly, Zoe Deschanel was interviewed about it a few years later, mm-hmm. and she said that she thinks they would find each other again later in life, and they'd have a happy ending. They might. Do you think that might have happened? 
Maybe. Like, they could have been right people wrong time. I don't know if I feel that strongly to think that would happen, to be honest. No, and I kind of think that ending shows that he wasn't the right person for her, and she knew that. Yeah, I think so. Um, And that why when the right person came along, it was, you know, such a quick decision and a kind of no-brainer for her. But pretty harsh on old Tom. Get over it. How can you get over Summer? What a dream. Yeah, she's so amazing. But, like, you can see when you look... You're seeing the whole thing through his eyes. Mm. So when everything is so perfect and she's so wonderful and it's just, like, the most wonderful relationship, that is through his eyes and his memory. Mm. You don't see it from her side. There's little glimpses where they go back to the record shop and, like, he thinks they're happy and she's not happy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's glimpses of it, but, like, imagine if you watched it the other way around, 500 Days of Tom, from her perspective. Mm. Like, actually, you'd probably see that it wasn't such a happy relationship and she wasn't so perfect and he was a bit of a nightmare. You'd see what a whingy little baby he is for most of the film, really. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt talked about it as well. They, they, they keep getting asked about it year after year. And he said... Watch it again. Actually, no, sorry, he wasn't interviewed. He tweeted about it. He said, watch it again. It's mostly Tom's fault. He's projecting. He's not listening. He's selfish. Luckily, he grows by the end. Yeah, that is 100% true. It's just a big baby. Maybe that's a bit harsh. Like, he's just... I don't want to say he's immature, but, like, I think he is a bit emotionally immature. And I don't think he's emotionally intelligent either. Yeah, I mean, I, I found it hard to sympathise I guess or like any of the male characters in this film um, and I don't remember feeling like that at the time I first watched it Interesting. I just thought they came across as kind of very immature quite irritating just not likeable guys no any of them and I think that was a really interesting new perspective really because like I say when I first watched it probably around when it came out I don't remember feeling that at all I remember feeling very sorry for Tom and you thought it kind she of, was awful. Well, yeah, and that completely influenced my impression of it because I thought he was hard done by and I kind of related to him. But oh, no. looking back, I was like, God, this guy's just annoying. Yeah, he is. Oh, I'm sad that you related to him. So there's an evil summer in your past. <laughs> <laughs> and now you realise she was actually not that bad. You were just not meant to be. Disclaimer, there is not an evil summer in my past. But... <laughs> I just, I don't know, I, I, I sympathise with him, I guess, rather than relating to him. Yeah. You know, I just, but looking back, at, like I say, I just really found it hard to like any of the male characters or even really find them funny. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of who the male characters are. There's his friend that's, like, awful. Mm. Uh, I guess at least he kind of owns that he's a bit unpleasant, but, like, not ideal. His other friend is all right. Yeah, the other friends are right, but again, he kind of is a bit kind of toxic masculinity all over, and it's just, I don't know, like you say, the whole film is kind of framed through the male perspective. The only time, well, like, when when Tom is describing how dreamy Summer is, basically all he talks about is her physical attributes. Yeah. He doesn't talk about her personality at all. I mean, you don't hear much how amazing her, her ears are and how beautiful her eyes are and smile. And Yeah, no, it's true. We don't see that much of her personality. We don't know... We don't know much about her. We know about her dating past. We know where she's from. Mm. We know that she... Her parents are divorced. But, like, we don't know anything about what she likes doing. We know what she likes listening to. We don't know what she aspires to. We don't know what her, like, future life plan is. Or if she's just not got one. I don't know. She's she's quite two-dimensional. And it's because we're seeing it 
through time. I'm sure she's a very interesting person. He just yeah. doesn't tell you, he doesn't show you that about her. Just mm. that she likes the Smith. And that's, I guess that's a, that is, a, you know, a way you can approach a film or a story yeah. through one person's perspective. But I think these days we see it as quite a limited thing just because yeah. we're used to having stories that are quite fleshed out or at least have two people's viewpoint or perspective on things. And again, it's just showing his, like, immaturity that he has got a perspective and he's showing the one perspective, but all that it is about is, like, how dreamy she is. I thought a lot of the jokes were quite dated as well. The jokes Do you think, do you think the jokes landed as well as they did 15 years ago? I mean, it definitely was. feels like a throwback, kind of... It, do, it doesn't feel like a current film anymore. I'm trying to think of what jokes, though. Like, what what you mean? Do you have one that you remember? Um, Not really. I mean, OK, so it starts with... On a bit oh, of a you're bum not note, say really. The, the writing at the start. Yeah, the whole thing about Jenny. Oh yeah, that Jenny? leaves a bad taste. Beckstead, Beck. Jenny Beckman. Jenny Beckman. So Jenny Beckman is a real woman, right? It's not oh, a really? fake name. Yeah, and, and she had history with the guy who wrote it. With the guy who wrote the film, a guy called Scott Neustadter or something. Oh, I don't like um, that. So it's really bad. So you read that, and that that might have elicited a laugh in like 2008, but now it just comes across as a bit cringe and a bit awkward i don't want to say it's misogynistic there's there's probably is it misogynistic there's something about that though that is like it's not funny i feel like when we watched it we just both did a bit of like a huh like eye roll kind of like and i knew it was coming because i've seen it so many times but it's just a bit like ugh, come mm. on and i actually think it's a shame because it kind of sets the film off on that tone which i don't think it needs mm. and now you're telling me it's a real person like how awful what's her right of reply <laughs> i know I know, shocking. I didn't know that. Well, apparently, nice. apparently he did have a conversation with her about the film before it was made. But, you know, she probably didn't get a sign-off on that line and whatever. It's like it's Kanye just... and Taylor. They talked yeah. about it and then he put an awful line in the song. Yeah. Sorry, we don't need to talk about that. So, yeah, that... Yeah, I don't you know like that. And, and that... There were a lot of kind of fairly dated jokes about women, I feel like, during the film that were a bit like that, or dated ways of talking about women. Yeah. And maybe it's just a kind of 2000s comedy thing. The film didn't really feel that warm in the way a lot of rom-coms do. Even old ones that are a bit dated and some of their jokes are a bit dated as well. I don't think I think of it as a rom-com. Do you not? Okay, well, that's a whole other discussion. I don't think of it as that funny. No. Maybe I don't have a sense of humour, but, like, I think a rom-com has to be, like, heartwarming and, and like, a bundle jokes. of laughs and, yeah. like, you're proper, like, tickled by it. I don't get that vibe. I get more, like, I'm not calling it a drama. Sorry. I mean, it is funny and it's a romantic story. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's, maybe this is, like, a, a good thing about it, that it's not your stereotypical rom-com. Like, mm. it's a bit different, it's a bit fresh. Um, Let's see how Wikipedia describes it. It probably does say rom-com. I just don't think of it as that. Romantic comedy drama. So a bit of, bit of, uh, bit of all of the above. What did you think of the structure, watching it again? Do you think the structure worked well? Yeah, I like it. I still, mm. I think it's clever. Like, you mean the whole, like, flicking between what day of summer you're on. Yeah, I, th- you, I thought it was really it good. It unravels. Like, yeah. I think it's really good. I think the first time you see it, obviously, it's most effective, perhaps, because you don't know what's coming. But even though I've seen it so many times, like, it's really clever. I think it makes it benefit from multiple re- rewatches yes. because you forget some scenes you and you forget stuff. what all they're in. You know, some some films you could watch three or four times and you just know every scene as it's coming. Yeah. Whereas this is a bit all over the place, so it's harder to pin down. But yeah, I thought it came across as really fresh. 
Yeah. I haven't really seen any other film that follows that kind of structure, so it's really cool. Really I agree with all of that. I, I really like it. I think it's really clever. And like they did just cool different things as well. Not structuring, I suppose. The dance scene, that was quirky. That was different. Mm. And like we said, expectations, reality, like the split screen... That was cool. That was different. It was really mm. powerful. It wasn't just doing it to be like, oh, I've got an edgy idea. Like, that was done for a reason. It really worked. It really pushed the, the story scene. on in interesting ways. Yeah. Yeah, the dance scene was amazing. Ah. Apparently, they wanted to get, to actually get the Hall and Oates involved in the dance scene. Oh, my God. And I think Oates was up for it, but Hall didn't want to do it because he thought they were making fun of them. Oh, um, no. oh that makes me so sad because I love that song and I love them. Yeah, but then apparently they watched the film and were like, regretting they didn't get involved because they thought it was great oh that's a shame yeah but then i mean surely someone should have communicated a bit better to them like we are not taking piss out of you guys (laughs) we are not making fun of the song i think they they should surely be quite happy that was used like he's just done it with like his dream woman like he's absolutely overjoyed (laughs) that like moment of like pure chuffedness that he had like the fact that their song was used for that i'd say that's like pat on the back to them Oh, yeah, and I can't imagine many other songs that would have worked so well in that scene and made it so kind of memorable. Well, it's quite a good like boogie song as well, so they made a good like dance routine to it. Yeah, um, I thought the whole film, and especially like in the early scenes and things when they're at the uh, card manufacturer, or whatever it's called, they work. I thought it had a really sweet, just pre-social media feeling to it. Like, it all felt quite innocent and everyone... No one was, you know, looking at their phones all the time and it just... In a way that you look at old films and you don't feel that so much because this still felt very recent and, like, modern. Yeah. But it felt just before the time of internet dating and all the other stuff. So it almost felt like a simpler time, but... Like I say, it, this film didn't come out very long ago, so it didn't feel as disconnected as it would have done with a film from, like, the 80s or something. Yeah, like, it could have slotted in and it would have made sense in the world, but it was nice that it wasn't there. You're right, because you think about it, they were meeting someone at work. Like, that doesn't happen so much now, dating. Mm. Like, dating a co-worker. Yeah. And, like, she was going through her dating history. She wasn't talking about, like, her last Tinder match. No? Like, it didn't, it didn't come up and it was quite refreshing. And they couldn't text each other all the time. I mean, I bet they could have done then. Which is probably better for Summer than for Tom, but yeah. Yeah, maybe he tried and she was having none of it, so he didn't even get a look in. (laughs) (laughs) Just would have been another thing he'd be bitter about. She doesn't text me good morning. (laughs) (laughs) What an absolute baby. Yeah. uh, I I wrote a note here. So um, would you say that Summer is a manic pixie dream girl? Isn't she the, the first... Manic pixie dream girl. Well, not according to Wikipedia. Apparently that was... Or the most iconic or the most known or something. Yeah, one of them, I think. Kirsten Dunst's character in Elizabethtown was apparently the first manic pixie dream girl. Haven't seen it. Obviously there's ones like Ramona Flowers in... What's it called? Scott Pilgrim. And I've just Googled it and, yeah, we got a picture of Zoe Deschanel. But... But it's because she does it in other stuff as well. No, I don't want to say that because I love Zoe Deschanel. But people, like, that's a bit of, like, her shtick, is it not? Mm. Well, shall I read the the definition and then we can yes, decide? Sorry, we on. can rule on whether she's a manic an MPDG, which no one calls it. MPDG. I mean, it's, it's easier for us when we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's the acronym, official acronym on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a stock character type in fiction, usually depicted as a young woman with an eccentric personality quirks who serves as the romantic interest for a male protagonist. 
The type has been criticised as one-dimensional, existing only to provide emotional support to the protagonist or teach him important life lessons while receiving nothing in return. So... 100% that bit. 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is. I guess you could say, what does she receive in return? Another bad slightly, relationship experience? A slightly mediocre relationship with Tom. Yeah, but he learned a life lesson. Yeah, he did, but... You know, I actually don't what, think one she's sided. very eccentric. What is eccentric? Just the fact that she wants to keep things casual and, and doesn't isn't a girl that's just obsessed with being in a relationship and like looking forward to getting married. Like that's mm-hmm. so sad that that counts as eccentric. Because otherwise we don't know enough about her to know that she's eccentric. She likes the Smiths. That's eccentric, it's not, I suppose. <laughs> it's just not. And if that is what they mean, then that is so annoying because it's not. But he thinks so. Oh, he's led a sheltered life. How does he live in such a sheltered, like, bubble in freaking L.A.? I don't know. He's just immature, isn't he? He's so immature. Like, a lot of sense comes from his younger sister. Yeah. Not his boyfriend's. His little sis. Little sis. Which is fun and funny and all that, but, like, poor her. Thank you for reminding me that she was his little sister, because... When we watched it, I, I think I missed that line, and then I was just like, this is just some girl that pops up for to give life advice. You're joking. A, a, secondary, a secondary... You didn't know that was his sister. A secondary manic pixie dream girl. Oh, my God. No. He's literally like, does mum know you're here? Because she cycled across town in the dark. Does your <laughs> mum know you're here? <laughs> no, does mum! <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, talking of the Smiths... The soundtrack is just fantastic. I love obviously. the soundtrack. So good. So just perfect. Yeah, the Smiths. We obviously obviously talked about Hall of Notes. Um, and Doves as well. Love the little appearance of Doves. Doves? The band Doves. Yeah, which bit's that? Uh, I can't remember which bit it was, but it was... Was it Here Comes the Fear or something? Is that, that, is that who it is? Yeah. Here Comes the Fear. That one? That sounds like Here Comes the Sun. Here comes the fear. <laughs> do, 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 do. Did you know that as I typed it into, <laughs> into Spotify, that was what came up? Nice. Here comes the fear. It's kind of like that, and then it just kind of drones a bit. It doesn't even no, it come goes, up. Here comes the fear again. Yeah, but I was doing the bit near the end. Mm. When they fade out, it's, here comes the fear. <laughs> and then it just tra- trails out. <laughs> um, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but Regina Spector has two songs in it. Is that oh, nice. her name? Uh, yeah, I think so. And they're great. That like one that yeah induces tears. Mm. Now ever sorry, coming at all. That one. Yeah. That's good. Temper trap, sweet disposition. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is a banger. And that song kind of ba- became famous because of the film, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, there's so we need to find the soundtrack properly. Simon I thought, and Garfunkel. Um, oh yeah, of course. Simon of course. She's along got with you the high. scene, al- as long as this, as along with the scene in the Graduate. Yeah, which I haven't seen. So mm. that that is one bit of the film that I've watched many times. I'm just like, doesn't mean anything to me because I still haven't seen it. Oh well, you know. Your turn to choose. Write in if you think we should watch The Graduate, guys. You can pick it. What well, about... I might pick it. It's a good film. Speaking of the soundtrack, we should probably talk about the fact that Zoe can actually sing. Yes. Oh, I was gonna. Ah! I was gonna talk about that because I, I read it in my first. notes. Yeah, she she covered up, she disguised her excellent singing voice very well in the karaoke scene. I thought, I thought. she sounded lovely in karaoke. She's so sweet. Yeah, but she didn't sound even like she did in Elf, which was amazing. Yeah, but she's singing properly in Elf. That's what I mean. She sings enough to raise enough Christmas cheer. Power Santa Slay! Yeah, so she disguised it really well in yeah, this fine. film. She definitely, because we all know that she's got a great voice and we've heard it before. I thought she 
definitely put in a few bum notes in order to not sound like a great singer. Great actress. Because why would Summer be a great singer? I mean, she might be. Because she's Summer. She's perfect. <laughs> she can do anything. She she goes off on a dream life and becomes a famous singer. I would, I do wonder what life she went on to live, you know, because she did just turn up in L.A., she was like an assistant to like the guy of the business, just as like a filler job. Like, what did she go on to do? We don't see enough summer. Basically, I love summer, and I want I want a sequel just about summer where we actually get to know her. Yeah, and I think the actors have said they would be up for coming back and doing a sequel. So yeah, just get Zoe work, back yeah. for a sequel. Like Perfect. if they were actually going to get together, and I don't think they were right for each other. I don't think they no. would get. Together. We can't. Yeah, do that. maybe maybe just a spin off. I guess it was directed by Mark Webb. Uh, who did one of the Spider-Man films. Web. That's not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a very interesting fact, but like a little side... That's okay, I like it. I like all thing. your facts. More facts. That's all I've got, I'm out. The only other thing I noted down was that I hate his freaking sle- stupid sleeveless jumpers. Oh, really? They're so ugly. And they're all like brown as well. Awful. Yeah, because he is boring and brown and bland and bits of And he's got really leaky headphones, which obviously kind of help with the plot because that's how she hears about the Smiths, but Well, he rubbish. just wears the funny big over-ear ones, doesn't he? Like a little moody teenager. Mm. He thinks he's so cool. But know? every scene at work, he had a different, ugly, sleeveless jumper. You just think... They're actually back in trend now, you know, back in trend, back in fashion. Are they? <laughs> yeah, like the Gen Z wear them at work, oh, and I'm just God. there in my, like, millennial clothing, like, oh, my God, you must look at me like I'm uncool. I can't believe I just said that. We're going to have to cut that bit now, <laughs> so I don't look 100 years old. Well, actually, no, I think it's girls that wear them. I don't know if boys wear them, but, like, it's the same thing. It's the sleeveless jumper. They're not tanks, are they? What are they called? Anyway. Sleeveless tank? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Tom's clothes were ugly. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? No, I actually think we've talked about everything that was on my very short list. Hmm. I think you very quickly opened up on what you thought about Summer and Tom and how that's changed. Hmm. My opinion hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. My opinion was right many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was my first time watching Zoe Deschanel probably and I've learned to love her in New Girl so maybe that coloured my attitude as well. I don't know, I, like I say I just didn't really have much sympathy for him this time around. I saw it in a completely different way um, and maybe maybe that's just a natural consequence of watching it more times as well like Joseph Gordon-Levitt says, he's like watch it again and you'll yeah. change your attitude. Maybe it's just one of those films that you, the more you watch it the more you just think she was kind of in the right all along. Yeah, and maybe it's like as you get older yourself as well, you just kind of life experience, more wisdom. And you more stop objective. being such a whingy baby like Tom. I, I like to think that it worked out for him with Autumn though. I feel like he, he learned. <laughs> he did learn, he did learn. And he will continue to learn. Autumn would be the one. I'd forgotten that absolutely cheese upon cheese ending. I like that. With Autumn, it worked. I like that she calls him out as well. Like, That's what he needs. Where, where she's like, oh, I've seen you there. And he's like, I haven't seen you. She's like, well, you weren't looking. So caught up in your own head and your own problems. We've just spent the whole film hearing about your problems, Tom. Give it a rest. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to give it a rest as well. Let's give it a rest then. That's enough. What is your new and improved rating out of five? No, I thought we did out of ten. Out of ten. It oh, is out of ten. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, just, we just can't get this right. I can't get this right. Um, oh, you know, this might sound a bit high, but, like, I really love that film, and I still love it. Um, and I still think it's great, even though it's dated, potentially dated. 
um, and I will back it to the hilt. I'll give it a nine. Nine. I love it. Wow. Like big. the soundtrack as well tips it over. You need to look at it in perspective. But I am very miffed that that Jenny Beckman is real and he did that. If I ignore that, which is hard to do, nine. Go on. What do you think? I prob- I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed the structure. You're a tricky customer. I enjoyed the characters. The, the, the structure was the big plus for me. And there were quite a few kind of highlight scenes, like the musical number and stuff were really good. Jokes fell a bit flat for me this time. Well, I don't male, think it's that funny anyway. The male characters fell very flat for me this time. I'm going to give it a recommendation, mm. but I'm going to give it a six. Mm. <laughs> so, oh my God, I didn't expect it to be that low. So it's a recommendation because it's still more than five, but yeah, it's only, it's it's a three out of five for me. But six why out of ten. the men are rubbish, does that mean it's rubbish? Well, I just didn't find it as enjoyable to watch, I suppose, because I didn't like the characters as much. You know, you don't always have to like the characters. Maybe it's because you're a man that you feel let down. Yeah. And I'm wh- just like, woo, summer. But when you're seeing it through the male character's eyes as well, it's kind of, it kind of... Yeah, maybe I need to downvote it. It kind of, well, it just like tints the whole film with his viewpoint, doesn't it really? Yeah, I know. It is just very clever. But I did still enjoy it. Not one of my favourite films of all time, as it is for you, but I still liked it. And I'd still recommend it to someone if they said they were going to watch it. I don't think I'd love it as much if it came out now and I watched it now. Mm-hmm. And I still I still like it. Would you have given it a 10 or even an 11 back in the day? Maybe 9.5. And now I've knocked it down to 9. I don't think I'll ever give above a 9 either. Okay. But I need to dish out a few more because mm-hmm. if not, this is an anomaly. And on that, I think we need to pick the next film. Yes. It might be a 9. It might be a 9. But it is your turn to choose. Woohoo! Woohoo! Have you been thinking about this long and I hard? Have. Well, not that long and hard, but I'm I'm ready. I think we're ready for a Christmas pick because <laughs> we've got Christmas coming up very soon. Merry Christmas. Okay, you're going to give me a drum roll? Yeah, yeah, as long as you're ready. I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Drum roll. Oh, what's it going to be? Your turn to choose. Go. It's every man's favourite Christmas film, apart from me. Die Hard. Of course it's Die Hard. Okay. A film which I've never seen. I've seen a long time ago. We talked about this a few days ago and you said <laughs> you tried to guess which film I was going to pick because we talked about picking a Christmas film. And I was right. Well, you said that or It's a Wonderful Life. But I thought I'd pick this because I've never seen it and it's iconic and it'll probably you create a good discussion. It's a Wonderful Life either. No, no, yeah. They're both, I think you were thinking about both. I was thinking about both, ah. yeah. <laughs> But I had to pick one because yeah. I only get one choice. Yeah, that damn right you do. Um, okay, cool. Excited. You've seen it before. Did yeah, you, but do you I remember enjoying don't it? I remember it. You remember not it's remembering old, it. It's old, isn't it? It's long overdue. I mean, I feel like I've had a short list of Christmas films every year and I've never ticked any of them off, really, because we always end up watching the same ones. So oh, no. It'll be good to tick off one. Let's I'm do it. I'm that. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Not very Christmassy. Well, we'll discuss this. It's a Christmas film. It's we'll every guy's it. favourite Christmas film. I mean, not to dive too much into this now, but I'm going to say it because you've let me say it. It's a certain type of guy's favourite Christmas (laughs) film. It is. Say no more. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it next time. If you have any thoughts about 500 Days of Summer, please send them in to yourturnstchoose at gmail.com. Along with any suggestions for films that you think we should watch in future weeks, maybe going into 2024, which is going to be a big year for this podcast. Big. We will see you next week for Die Hard. Woohoo! See you then. See you then. Mm-hmm.